to you by the Georgia Governor's Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to buckle up, Georgia. Welcome to another round slash season of the weekly variety of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. Thanks for accessing us however you are doing so in an audio form, a video form on the YouTube channels, on whatever your favorite podcatcher is. Thanks for hanging out with us. John here, Hannah there, behind the glass. It is another season of uh, Commander Sandy, King James, Jake the Snake. We are all here. We are ready to talk high school football because... Hannah, we're in week zero. Happy week zero, everybody. See, and that's the thing. You know, our, our, our dear friend Tommy Palmer and I would always get into the semantic argument. Of, you and I have gotten into this argument. But, but that's the thing. It's like I just said week, it's week one. But week zero is always week zero because it's the week before week one. Okay. One minus one is zero. Therefore, this is week zero. Okay. Even though this is the first week of competitive high school football games in the state of Georgia. And the first time that GBB in a long time, long time. has done a full season so we start this Friday, and we're going to preview our game mm-hmm. at the end of the show. Check. And so, uh, let's see. We have uh, top tens that you mm-hmm. wanted to get into. Mm-hmm. You wanted to get into the interviews involving 70 individuals. <laughs> John went a little overboard, everybody. No such thing. No such thing. Yeah. But think about it. 70 interviews means we only caught up with like 16 or 17 percent of the state. That's incredible. Over 400 schools in the GHSA, and we only caught up with 70. That's too many. (laughs) That's too many because I'm editing all of these. No such thing as too many. Uh, Well, let's start with that. Let's start with that. You did the central, your Mm -hmm. yearly central swing, southern swing. You're nine. You're nine of those. Wow. Well, we skipped one because of COVID. True. That was sad. But still, it's it's the ninth. I went back in my, I don't know, for for those of you that have phones that do flashbacks with photographs and things, Mm -hmm. literally the last two weeks, my phone has been giving me flashbacks of photos of all of these schools that I visited over the last nine years. And I didn't realize it was nine years until I went back to the beginning, and they're like, yeah, nine years ago. So does the 70 coach interviews include my interviews from DeKalb County Media Days? Yes. Okay, so 70 total from mm-hmm. all media days all and media all days. of your swings. Yes. Well, tell us what it was like on the road this year. Uh, 971 miles, wow. I think, on the southern swing. Okay, Where'd you, what stops you, you hit? Okay, let me, see if I can, let me see if I can do this quickly on southern. Um, and I've got to reconstruct it in my head. Wilcox, Fitzgerald, Irwin, Tift, Colquitt, Brooks, Lowndes, Valdosta, crashed Chris, Chris Beckham's radio show Monday night Saw for the that. second year in a row, which is always fun. Uh, day two was the Wiregrass, so that was Lanier, Coffey, Atkinson, Clinch, Pierce, Ware, Charlton, Camden, Glen Academy, Brunswick, then day three was Wayne Long with your buddy Mike Feaster, the Blue mm-hmm. Tide, yep. with uh, Ludowisi, and we got into that discussion off camera about spelling Ludowisi, <laughs> Georgia, uh, Richmond Hill. Then it was Savannah Country Day, Jenkins, uh, Benedictine, Calvary Day, uh, Savannah Christian caught up with Jake Wallace at WTOC, then went to Vidalia, Dublin, and home. And Dublin is where our guest is coming from this week. But that was just Southern Swing. 
You look like you're thinking a little too hard. Are you? Do you need like a cold rag? No, I need like caffeine. <laughs> but that was Southern Swing. Okay. And then we did oh, another. Man. That when we did another eleven in Central. Okay. Plus the the two uh, segments that we got to cut with our friends mm-hmm. from uh, Georgia's EMCs and Flint Energies for future segments that are going to be running at halftime. That, that was, was uh, Northside and Taylor County. Right. And so that was the visit. Most of the Houston County schools. It started at Crawford, went to Peach. Perry, then it was Northside, Warner Robins, Houston County, Veterans, uh, Jones, and then home. It was all of those schools in the Warner Robins area that were the ones that we caught up with to work our way back home and finished at Jones County and had the best barbecue in the state of Georgia. Yeah, on the way I was going to ask, what'd you eat? Well, what was it? You what? can't hold out. Why not? What was it? Old Clinton barbecue on oh. uh, outside of uh, Gray in the town of Clinton, just on your way to Jones County. What did you order? You ordered the barbecue. Hello. Well, yeah, but like, did you get like the brisket, the burnt no, ends, no, I, the I, sandwich? No, I got, I got the sandwich. I got okay, the, okay, I got okay. the barbecue. Just the pulled pork, pulled sandwich. pork sandwich from our friends okay. at uh, at Old Clinton Barbecue. I burnt ends are my favorite. I blame John T. Edge for that one. What uh, fixins did you get? Uh, what what did I? Oh, a double mac and cheese. Okay. And what else did I? And uh, cornbread. Mmm. So yeah, Old Clinton Barbecue in Gray, Georgia. Highly recommended. Yum. Yes. So um, that well, was that was central and southern. That was okay. what that was what? How many? So eleven plus 10, da, 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 20, 28. You're thinking way too hard. It's like today. almost forty. I think it was over forty okay. interviews for Central and Southern this year. Okay, one more thing on this and we're yeah. gonna we're gonna move on. Sure. What was um a notable story or storyline or something a coach said? Like what was the the top memory from your swing see, this year? See, there's no top memory. You can't do that. You can't Just, do that. What was something most notable? Well, uh, oh, here's something most notable. Okay. In catching up with Maurice Freeman down at Brooks County. Okay. Got another, uh, got another container of his rub for oh, all okay. the cookout stuff. Okay, that's definitely stuff. notable. Yeah, see. That's notable. That, that, Why Commander I Sandy. One? I still haven't gotten one. See, Commander Sandy, this is what you do when you, and Maurice actually said this. Maurice said that I'm the only person outside his family that has ever gotten his, his, uh, his rub I'm for his. I'm going to need one of wow. these. Wow. That's, uh, that's impressive. Sandy needs one. Yeah, well, and you, Jake and James. See, now you got to talk to Maurice about that. And, and Maurice came out. And Maurice went to, and I was. I told Maurice I was going to meet him at practice, and he comes out with this big container that's literally it's a foot tall and it's about four or five inches thick. With we went through that rub in about six months, and I told Maurice, I said, Maurice, you have to market this stuff. It is that good. And he goes, and he's laughing at me, and he's on his way to practice. He goes, maybe when I retire. Well, That's when I'll do it. But you need, you need to, to take that on, John. The master. Oh, no, uh, I'll market it for him. Yeah, but no, Maurice Freeman, master chef. No lie. That's another good thing. I need you to give me just a little sampling of this. All right, well, we'll John, see. my husband, John, loves not related. Yes, different types of. You 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 will you will completely and, and totally flavors. fall out of your chair okay. with Maurice, guaranteed. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's head on to the preseason top ten. The votes are in by sure. our GPB sports staff. Right. And let's see if we can work our way down to single A. Well, because we have a guest coming up Roger in two minutes. Gets yeah, really? On. Let's see what happens. Um, let's start with 7A. The top team is Buford. Right. The Wolves move up in the state's highest classification and try to embellish the school's winning legacy. Uh-huh. Buford was playing class single A football as recently as 2001. They've won, won 13 state titles since. Since then, one of each classification. Since the beginning of time. And yes. been runner-up four times as the Wolves move up, move up the ladder. Buford has won three state championships under coach Bryant Appling. Mm-hmm. That is the top team in 7A. 
who else is on region your, one. <laughs> your list? Region 1 is on my list. Okay. Because of how new Region 1 looks and how you, you look at uh, now you've got Matt Lazat and Richmond Hill in there. You've got Lowndes and Aldosta in the same region. You've got Conquit County. You've got three coaches who have ties to Rush Probst. Region 1, 7A. Okay. There you go. 6A. Hughes. Yeah, I've heard of them. The Panthers have a lot to prove this season. They lost in the Class 6A title game, falling to Buford in the final seconds. Coach Daniel Williams returns a team that is loaded with talent and has a definite chip on its shoulder. In fact, Hughes could be the best all-around team in Georgia and was a unanimous choice to start the season as number one in 6A. Yep, so I'll go Lee County and a young Rome team. Those are my other two storylines in 6A off the top. 5A is Warner Robins. The mm-hmm. Demons have been the dominant team for the last five seasons in this classification. They've won the last two state championships and reached the final the previous three years. The record is an amazing 66-8 and eight over that time, John. Number one in 5A. Yeah, and then, so, then I will look at Jones County. I'll look at Ware. I'll look at Creekside, uh, Cartersville, and Calhoun. Brought to you by the letter C, since we have to do that here at, in uh, public broadcasting. 5A is brought to you by the letter C. C. There you go. C. 4A is not a C, Benedictine. The cadets have been the perennial contender since Danny Britt arrived as a head coach in 2011. Last year's state championship was the third during that time, and the team has won at least eight games all but once. Yes, so that means you're looking at folks like, I'll give you one, Trinity Christian coming all the way up from single A, uh, single A private to quad A. How does Trinity Christian uh, work in their first year in quad? Here's another C for you. 3A, the Saints kept their machine rolling last year by going 12-3 and and winning their fourth state championship since 2018. Cedar Grove has won 11-plus games in all but one season. That was that crazy 2020 COVID year, and that has been since 2015. And say so you said it was brought to us by the letter C. A I'll give C. you a couple of others. Crisp, okay. Carver Columbus, Carver Atlanta, and Calvary Day. How about that? Love it. Love a good theme. 2A, Eagles Landing Christian. The Chargers have been one of the most dominant teams in class single A for the last decade, winning six state championships since 2012. No drop-off is foreseen by the voters who chose Elka as the team to beat despite an elevation classification and a brand new head coach. We'll give you another one. To be the man, you got to beat the man. Brought to us by uh, Rick, uh, Rick Flair, one of the best orators of this era, Fitzgerald. What's Fitzgerald going to do for an encore? And in Class Single A Division One, Brooks County, the Trojans won the Class Single A public title last year and is the pick to take it all in the restructured format this fall. Brooks County has won double-digit games in eight of the last ten seasons, including last year's 12-2 and two campaign. Yep, you got Rabin, you've got Irwin, you've got uh, the region, the old region of Doom has been split now. And so when you look mm-hmm. at Division Two, you'll have some of those folks as well. And so Sly County in Division Two, two. you look at them, mm-hmm. you look at uh, Clinch, you look at some of the other folks. But yeah, the old region of Doom now gets impact in two divisions in single A. So there you go. There's your wrap. There is our wrap on the preseason top 10. And where does Dublin fall in that list? Well, let's ask the guy coming up in just a little bit. Fighting Irish head coach Roger Holmes joins us now. And coach, my first question for you, how has summer been? How's the family? How's practice? How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. We got through with spring practice, got my son married off this summer. Nice. Now all of a sudden we find out there's a little one on the way and Ooh, congratulations. Uh, we're about all that type stuff. And my grandson of my youngest daughter, he started preschool today. So everything on the family end is great. 
My wife's still living with me, so <laughs> that's know, a bonus. Small miracles there. The, our football team, uh, we think, had a good summer. Our attendance was well. Uh, they've been a really been a good group to coach so far. They're you know they're attentive. They're showing up and they're working. When Lord knows we got a long way to go, but we're excited to get the season started this week. So, what's more difficult, planning for a wedding or planning your summer schedule to get ready for 2022 to make sure everything's at full <laughs> song by the time you hit match with the game one? You know, I stay out of the wedding planning. <laughs> All Dad does is is make sure they got it covered on the end of making it happen. But I will give you a quick funny story. Now, my daughter got married in 2019 and uh she comes to me i don't know back in the summer and she says dad you know we'd like to set a wedding date and these type things <laughs> i know where this is going and i said well honey i got news for you if i were you i wouldn't be scheduling it during the football season uh-huh. because dad may not be there uh-huh. and and she laughed she said you'd be there i said no i'm not sure i would you know i don't know friday night i'm gonna be at a game not a, a wedding rehearsal and she said, well, when can we do it? And there was an open date week that we looked at. And I said, honey, I don't see any way. I don't think we'll win a state championship. But if I were you, I wouldn't schedule it till after the state championship. So she got the last weekend in December. And lo and behold, we, we were able to go there and win the state championship. I was going to say, uh, 2019, <laughs> I've got that, I've got that so year circled. Was, that, that's a true story. Well, wow. well and, and true story is that I'm the same way, is that with, uh, with the boss being an alum of a Southeastern Conference school, Right. There was no way that it was going to be. Uh, we got engaged New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. And so our thought was, OK, do we do it in the summer or uh, do we do it? Do we wait a year and do it after? Because there's no way during football no. season. No way. Yeah. With a Southeastern yeah. Conference uh, fiance slash going to soon to be wife. No way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So we, so we waited two weeks after you and did it. Uh, we did it the second week of January. Right. And, you know, and it's hard. That, that's what a lot of people don't understand in coaching and those type things. I'm, Shucks, I think I'm in year 41 or 42. Our whole life schedule is revolved around what goes on with football from June to December. And, uh, but wouldn't have it any other way. So you, after reclassification, all the dust settled, you're now in Region 2 Single A. You're in Division 1. And you're in one of those mini regions with Bleckley and East Lawrence and Jeffco and Swainsboro. How difficult was it to schedule your non-region stuff, knowing that you're in a mini region, which is a four-game sprint? Well, it it was a little bit tough. Now, obviously, what you get into, John, when we talk about our schedule, it wasn't as hard as you may think. Uh, a lot of times on a scheduling year, when you exit round one in the playoffs, people are willing to jump. Yeah. You know, when you go to the semifinals or whatever, it's a little bit different. They story. don't pick up the phone. They don't call you. You have to call them. Yep. But we've got uh, – we're going to open the season with Wilkinson County. That was a buyout game. Yeah. So they'll come here two years in a row. And uh, then we've got Lamar County, uh, which what touts – a Georgia commit, number mm-hmm. three linebacker in the country, a Super 11 player, uh, tremendous team. Known that coaching staff up there for a long time. As a matter of fact, Gary Morton, the offensive coordinator, used to be the head coach at East Lawrence, yep. and then he worked with us for several years. So uh, 
Gary's up there, and then we've got ECI. We've played them a few times since we've been here, and ECI called us, I think, looking for a game, so that tells you they're pretty loaded. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got Metter, which was a state semifinal football team last year. They were they were one of those teams, I'm sure, that was having a real hard time getting a schedule. Yep. And then, uh, you know, a game, a non-region game I think is really pretty neat is Charlton County uh, will be coming to Dublin on September 30th. And the last time we played Charlton County in Dublin <laughs> was to tie the state championship game in 2006. And yep. all we can promise everybody is there won't be a tie uh, <laughs> this year. And then uh, we've got Dooley County. It was a game that we we thought we had dodge and we thought we had it worked out and our date and their date didn't coexist. So we were able to pick up Dooley, who beat us last year. Yeah. So we think we've got a not only a good region schedule but a phenomenal non-region schedule. I, when I looked this morning, I think five of the teams on our schedule are ranked in the top ten in their classification. Wow. Well, you're heading into your 21st season at Dublin. We talked about the championships in 2019 and 2006, and I know every single team is different. So what is this year's team's spark? What makes this year's team special to you? As I mentioned earlier, their attitude and their desire to go out and practice has has really been good. Last week for us, I feel like, could have been our best week of overall practice in years. I'm talking about all five days, you know. It, it, it was really good. I think a lot of that needs to be attributed to the group of assistant coaches that we've been able to bring in this year. And uh, our kids really like them. They've got good rapport with them. They coach them hard. And our young men are responding. So we're we're very excited uh, in our system. You know, we are run-based, and it and it, and it a huge part of that depends on your offensive guards. Mm-hmm. We tell those guys that the offensive guards are the most important thing on our football team. It's not the quarterback. It's not the running backs. It's that offensive line and especially those guards. And, and we've got two of the best that I've had in my in all my career as far as two of them together in uh, Desmond Gilbert and Ramonte Doherty. So there's a great nucleus to start from. And with this next game that you're going to be having there at the Shamrock Bowl, and this will be the next couple of minutes here, you, you hit a couple of milestones, which I think are really, really cool when it comes to the, the Dublin program. You, you got a, you got a zero date coming up. Yeah. it's uh, You know, we got to looking last year, and obviously uh, I think somebody has readjusted the Georgia Football Historian's website. Yeah. But, all the information when we came out of last year, we knew this was the 100th season of football in Dublin's history. Mm-hmm. Now, I think they had a team 103 years ago, but there was a period of three seasons when they did not play football. So this is the 100th year of football in Dublin, and then when we got to look at it, it was the 1,000th game in our opening game. And for that to actually fall that way was very, very unique and and our – the history and tradition of football in Dublin has been very, very strong. And our administration and the people in the town are going to do a uh, big celebration. There's actually going to be a pep rally uh, with the school and the school system involved on Friday morning, finishing, you know, have the game and then finish with a huge fireworks show after the game just to celebrate 
that type of uh, commitment and history to Dublin football. I'm on the historian website, and it looks like there are three years, 1928, 1929, 1930, that there was no games played, but the very first season was 1919. Mm-hmm. W.J. Boswell was the head coach, yeah. and the Fighting Irish went 3-2 and two that year, and no scored 151 points. Game. Yeah, there's no truth to the rumor <laughs> that I know did. Coach Boswell, no. It was on GPP, right? Yeah. You were the you were the sideline reporter, John. Exactly. <laughs> he was still there. I got you. But, you know, that's unique. I think yeah. when I've looked up the history, guys, there have been 30 schools prior to this year that have played 100 years of football in the state of Georgia. This year, there are three of us. It's Dublin, Mitchell County, and Lafayette are all having their 100th year of football this year. And uh, But it's hard to have a 1,000 games in 100 years at the same time. And the other part of the fabric of all of this has been the Shamrock Bowl. And, I mean, mm-hmm. it's one of the great venues. And I would recommend, if you haven't ever been to the Shamrock Bowl to watch a game. It is a special environment, and there have been some renovations over the last handful of years, and right now it is gorgeous. For for someone who's never been to the Shamrock Bowl to see a game, can you break down what the Shamrock Bowl is that adds to the fabric of Dublin football? It's like sparkling. Yeah. It's sparkling. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty neat in the fact that I don't necessarily like it as a coach because the stands – are real close. I mean, the fans that want to be almost right down on the field, they're right down on top of you. Uh, so, you know, when things aren't going good, you get to hear a lot of, <laughs> a lot of the, uh, extra help from the coaches in the sideline yes. or you know, off the sideline. But it was built in a bowl, okay? And, and I think the thing that makes it very, very unique uh, – the Shamrock Bowl was a vision of some non-school personnel. It was just people out in the community. They went, designed their plans, uh, borrowed the money personally from banks, paid back $15, $25 a pop, you know, a month or whatever back in 1961. And Dublin played their first games in the Shamrock Bowl in 62. Another interesting fact about the Shamrock Bowl is when Ark Russell went down to revive the program at Georgia Southern, their first game that they played, which was an inter-squad game, was played here in the Shamrock Bowl. There's Very cool. It's floated around here for years. Uh, of Coach Russell on the knee on the 50-yard line with the scoreboard and everything behind him. But uh, in 2006, we renovated the stadium with our new field house up at the top and, and put a jumbotron in and some chair back seating and all that type thing. And then this past year, our superintendent comes in and he says, Coach, we want to put Shamrock Bowl in turf. He'd been telling me two or three years that he wanted to do it. I told him he better. He said, I'm going to do it before you retire. And I told him he better hurry. <laughs> so he shows up in, uh, I guess, late April. Uh, two years ago and says, hey, we're ready to try to put Shamrock Bowl in turf. I said, we'll get our people in here this summer and let them get everything laid out and get it planned. He said, no, Coach, I want to play on it next year. So we scrambled and and, uh, got a beautiful-looking turf and stadium and everything is is just prideful about the Shamrock Bowl when it comes to Dublin, Georgia. What attracted you to the job in the first place? 
Yeah, the, the true story of this deal now was there was a newspaper article that had come out probably 26 years ago now, 27 years ago in the AJC, and it was called Pay Dirt. And it was talking about the salaries that coaches made oh, in the state yeah. of Georgia, as well as the teaching pay. Well, I'd been 19 years in the state of Tennessee, and my coaching sophomore was $4,000. And I'd been a head coach for 11 years in the largest classification, and I'm saying, how in the world am I going to pay for my kids to go to college and everything else? So I went through a run there of about five years where I came down and interviewed during that time, some of them multiple interviews, over a four-year period, I interviewed for 14 different schools hmm. and got to the final group, I guess you could say a lot of times, but never got invited to the prom. So really what happened, I had a friend of mine call me, Dublin, Georgia, Sam Bars had left yeah. here after 12 years. Set. They hired a guy from Florida who came in, and the second day of spring practice, he had 11 kids show up. Hmm came in, put his keys on the desk, and told the assistants to tell the principal he wasn't coming back. So now it's uh, in May. So I actually got the job in June. A buddy called and told me I ought to look into it, so I sent him a resume. And uh, lo and behold, the first year here we play for a state championship. We lose it to Scranton County. But uh, – and I tell people all the time, Dublin would have never hired me if it hadn't been June and somebody else would have taken the job. I was only one crazy enough to take it. <laughs> so it's worked out great. Yeah. Four years <laughs> later, you won a championship. Time is everything, right? No folks? doubt. Time is everything. Very cool. Very cool. So, um, thanks. This is a well, this is this is a great one. I yeah. love hearing these stories. I could do this all day, John. Right, but, and Coach Holmes. But okay. So, uh, full disclosure. Okay. Uh, coach, you want to you want to do the introduction here because uh, I've hidden something from Hannah. So oh, you want you want to go ahead no. and uh, do the intro to this? Well, Hannah, what we've done is we we ordered our player spirit packs and things for this year. Okay. Okay. And it has on the spirit pack we have our one hundred game one thousand year logo. Okay. The number on the back is twenty two to represent the year, and we wanted to make sure to present you and John. Oh. One of our team shirts. What? Uh -huh. That is so cool. Okay, for people who are just listening and not watching the video, you're gonna have to watch is, the video now. It's a it's a jersey with the green and gold, uh -huh. Dublin football on the front with the Fighting Irish logo, a thousand and a hundred in the top right corner. Turn it around, John. All right, turning it around. Here's the back. Yep, and just like Coach Holmes said, Irish at the top, number twenty two. This is so awesome. Thank you, Coach. Well, you're welcome, and we appreciate everything that you guys do seriously in supporting high school football and high school sports in general. There with GP, I think we you've really rendered I think you've rendered <laughs> Hannah speechless for the first time in the history of the show. I've got Coach. nothing. I've got nothing, as John would say. This is awesome. Thank you so well, much. This, you know, I mean, it's uh, it's a small token of our appreciation for what you've done, and and now when you when you talk about the Irish scores or whatever, you can feel a little bit of bias. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Especially with this tough schedule we've got coming up. So if it's not going too good, you can find a way to make it sound better. How's that? Always, Coach. Always <laughs> and forever from here on out. <laughs> I got you, girl. Well. 
Roger, thanks for hanging out with us, and uh, thanks for letting everybody know about the 1,000 and the 100 and the season and you guys going back into single A and all that kind of stuff. Great to catch up with you, my friend, when we were on the road last week. Great to catch up with you now this week, and we'll be keeping an eye on that 1,000th game coming up this Friday night. Thanks for hanging out with us on the show. Awesome, guys. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to call that the Shamrock Story Time. <laughs> Shamrock with, Story Time. With Coach Holmes. Oh, I, but he's, he's a great storyteller. I love it. And, and the stories are true. I, know. I mean, it's like you know, th- this is no spinning of yarns or anything like that. This was, this was legit stuff about football in central Georgia and what it means. And it's great to have folks like Roger Holmes who are great ambassadors of high school football, not just here in the state of Georgia. I mean, Roger runs the, the Delaware wing team. And it is one of the most disciplined offenses that you have to run. I mean, legitimately, it is dive, keep, pitch. It is assignment football. And, you know, we mentioned the guards yeah. in the interview. You've got to have most important offensive linemen who are right on task for a full 60 minutes or for a full 48 minutes. That's You've got to be locked in. And he's got Joel Ingram, who came over from Washington County now, helping him out on the lines. So you've got a, a guy who was in the trenches and learned from Rick Tomberlin, coached at Washington County for a long time. He's got Joel Ingram now as one of his coaches at, to coach on the line. And when you have I – mean, Roger does clinics around the country for the Delaware wing tee. That's how successful he is in running this offense mm-hmm. that is a pain in the you-know-what for everybody to yeah. defend, and he runs it the way that he does, and the results speak for themselves. Yeah, the record at, at – Dublin definitely speaks for itself. Well, the Fighting Irish will play Wilkinson County this Friday at the Shamrock Bowl. And we've got Denmark at Roswell, Mm -hmm. our first football Friday in Georgia. Game of the week on Friday, 7.30 kickoff. I'm in studio. John's on the sideline. Matt and Wayne are in studio still Mm -hmm. for the regular season. TBD on where they'll be at for the championships. But preview this one for us, John. What are uh, your top storylines? Top storyline is obviously Roswell. And the tragic loss of Robbie Roper mm. at, at quarterback. And, you know, he was uh, down on he was down on vacation. I think he had just gone to a visit in the University of Florida. Lost to us entirely too soon. And so, the the mantra this year at uh, Roswell's live like five. And so, wow. when we go to Raymana Stadium, you're gonna see you're gonna see the stickers. You're gonna see you'll probably see five hands, but uh, you'll see what folks mean and and we talk about communities with Dublin and now we're we're going to be there in Roswell and we'll see really what it means to live like five for an entire season with Chris Pruitt the head coach of Roswell and it'll be their their first game their first home game obviously since what happened in the off season so we'll be there for a very emotional night up there in Roswell against a, an up and coming Denmark team who's got one of the largest offensive linemen in this or any other planet Mm-hmm. who is heading, I believe, to the University of Tennessee. And it's a great story, and we'll uh, tell that one to you on a Recruiting 2022, and we'll focus on it on Friday night as well. That's Sham Yumarov. Uh-huh. I'm actually interviewing him this week for Recruiting 2022, so keep it's an like eye on six, that. like 6'7 seven and... Almost 6'7 and 338 pounds. And it is... It and, is a- and athletic. Yeah, it's not It's not something where it's like you're 6'7, 338. He can move. Yeah, he's, dude can go from one end to the other end of the line of scrimmage very, very quickly. It's a great story, and I'm glad that you're yeah. catching up with Shad for our 22. Yeah, yeah, really looking forward to talking with him.
him. Yep. Um, let's go through what else we've got coming up, guys. So we also have something new this year. We have two new things new this year. Yeah. We've already talked about flag football. Uh-huh. That will start October 13th and go every single Thursday through the championships. Can't wait for that. We also have a streaming game the every second Friday. second screen experience. And John is calling it the second screen experience. Make sure that you have every device in your house charged uh, up at 130% because you're going to have our game if you're not at our game, you're going to have our game up on like a TV on one monitor, and then you're going to have your other device, maybe your laptop or something, or uh, maybe you've got another television that's just as big, and we'll have a, a second game streamed. And when we know what those games are on a weekly basis, we'll let you know. But we'll have the Football Fridays in Georgia Game of the Week up on GPB, gpb.org, and the sports app and all those other places. But we'll have a second game streamed. It's almost like a live look-in situation for uh, all the important other games that are around the state this week. Yeah, every week we'll be able to announce that game here. But right now we are still working that one out. Counting on the kickoff starts this Thursday. Facebook Live uh-huh. at noon yep. in our What's brand new set. What's for lunch? Third year, third set. Hey. So you guys need to tune in to check and out the set. And we have some new friends that we're going to introduce yes. on Thursday, New friends, too. new helmets, yeah. some new graphics. So that's going to be awesome. As always, that's our preview and recap show that John and I do every week. Mm-hmm. Recruiting 2022 on Friday. Blogs are coming out. And finally, of course, follow us on social media at GBB Sports. But something new, yeah. if you are into the TikTok world. We're into the TikToks we're now. We're doing a new TikTok challenge. TikToks. So for more information on that, follow us at GPB Sports. On the TikToks? Submit, yes, TikToks. Okay. To submort, sub, submort, to su- submort. Submit more. Your video. Submit your videos. Yes. Okay. Just checking. More to come on that. Yes. But uh, now that we're on the TikToks, we're, we're like in the, the 21st century yes. or something. John is on the GPB Sports TikTok. I, I, they said, here, do this. It's going on the TikToks. And I'm like, okay. You're I, on TikTok, John. I know, but uh, I, so does this mean I have to download TikTok yes. as an app yes. now? Yes, so you have to download TikTok and follow us. Okay. And uh, you're on there. Uh, yeah, so that's and, you're gonna go viral. Yeah, I was gonna say you want to talk fish out of water. It's me on a tick, <laughs> on, me on the TikToks. That's definitely fish out of water there. I I think you did great. Okay, I'll take your word for it. I have no earthly idea what what you're supposed to do on it. For everybody who wants to see John on TikTok, go look now. Yes. <laughs> And for the four of you that do that, thank you. Oh, man. <laughs> see, you see, you're leaving with stuff today. I I'm leaving with stuff and a jab at John. What else is new? Love see, this. Yeah. See, I thought you, I thought you would dig that. Yeah. Okay. All right, John. That's all we got. Send, send us home. I think I can do that. For another round with Commander Sandy, another round with King James, and another round with Jake the Snake. Thanks for hanging out with us on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Lock into your notifications on your favorite podcatcher gpbgpb.org, the GPB Sports app. Those of us here at uh, Georgia Public Broadcasting, we are off and running out of the starters blocks for week zero and everything between now and the middle of December when it comes to everything high school football. Thanks to Roger Holmes and everybody down at Dublin High School. Looking forward to game 1,000 in year 100. Great to catch up with him as our anchor leg this week here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. For everybody here at GPB, I'm just John. Played safe, everybody. Enjoy your games. Happy football season, y'all.
brought to you by the Georgia Governor's Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to buckle up, Georgia.